This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, I did start off the show earlier on by saying so much has transpired during the course of the week uh, in terms of news and, uh, shall, we, shall we say, weather events. This is happening, that's happening. Certainly, uh, the Holy Land is not short of its uh, action and happenings during the course of this week. Joining us now on the line, great to speak to Rolene Marks, our Israel correspondent once again. Rolene, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Happy to speak to you. It has been a massive news week this past week. Well, in, indeed. Let's start with uh, President Herzog in the United States' uh, speech to Congress. The key points, the reception, positive or negative, depending on your viewpoints, his pointed remarks at the coalition. Rolene, there's so much to unpack here. Over to you. Okay, so let's start at the top. We'll start with President Herzog's um, historic speech to Congress. Now, he follows in the footsteps of his father, who addressed Congress in 1987 on the 40th anniversary of Israel's independence. And uh, he opened his speech with that, and, and it has been seen as... Uh, basically a love letter to Israel's 75 years, Israel's independence, and the relationship between Israel and the United States. He stressed pointedly several times throughout the, the speech, uh, the special nature, the ironclad, uh, nature of this relationship. And he also said, um, you know, uh, friends sometimes disagree and that's okay. And, and sometimes there are criticisms and that's okay as well. He said, and, and, and he joked, he said, you know, I don't always have to take them. Mm. But he was very, very clear and made a pointed reference um, to those in the squad and in particular Congresswoman uh, Jay Powell, who earlier this, uh, this week had called Israel a racist state prompting a resolution to be put forward into Congress with an overwhelming um, uh, vote in support of it, 412 to 9. We know who the 9 were mm -hmm. uh, that said, you know, Israel's uh, relationship with the United States is enduring and ironclad. It is, uh, Israel very much is not a racist state and is not an apartheid state and, and that Congress is committed to fighting anti-Semitism in all its forms. Now, he said, you know, you, you can criticize Israel, you can criticize Israeli policy, that, that's fine, you know, that, that is democracy and we're certainly seeing it uh, in effect here domestically. However, you cannot say that Israel has no right to exist. And once you cross over uh, questioning Israel's right to exist, which we've seen coming from um, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, who 
has forgotten that she is elected to serve the uh, people of Minnesota, Ilan Omar, uh, etc. You have definitely crossed the line to anti-Semitism. And he said, anti-Semitism, whether it's in the United States or wherever it is in the world, or if there is a questioning of Israel's right to exist, is anti-Semitism. And, and he got rapturous applause and ovations. You know, he walked into a standing ovation and, and thunderous applause. Uh, and, and I think um, Congress got their day in the gym. There were so many standing ovations. He made a point of thanking the United States for their role in helping to broker the Abraham Accords, saying that Israel's hand and our hearts are open to any country near or far willing to make peace. He addressed the Saudis, saying, you know, what an important leader they are in the Middle East, uh, which, uh, you know, if you are an analyst and like, like I am, then is a, that is a message to Saudi, uh, you know, pushing uh, on that road that we hope will be the road to normalization. He referenced Iran. He said, we have no quarrel with the Iranian people. We do not share a border with Iran. There are no disputes over any kind of resources. He says, however, Iran is the only country in the world dedicated to the destruction of the nation state of the Jewish people, the state of Israel, and we cannot allow a nuclear Iran. It doesn't just threaten Israel, it threatens the region and it threatens the world. Again, rapturous applause. And he made a point of addressing Israeli democracy several times during his speech. He spoke about the diverse nature of Israel's democracy, Muslim, Christians, Druze, Chikasi. He made a point of addressing the internal protests, saying that he is committed to broad-based consensus and that we are having the difficult uh, conversations. We are exposing the cracks and these are the conversations that need to be had. And he made what I see as a direct point of addressing uh, the coalition government. He said Israel's uh, democratic values are enshrined in our uh, um, declaration of independence, a strong independent judici judiciary is part of our democracy. It safeguards our democracy. Uh, and he alluded to needing a constitution. Now, many see Hertog as one of the few adults in the room at the moment who is pushing and pushing and pushing for negotiations 24-7, saying, you know, his residence is open. So very pointed messages getting across uh, to who they need to be um, said to. His speech was extremely well received here in Israel across party lines. I'm sure there were some of the more extreme that took exception to some of what he had to say, the Prime Minister calling it an important speech. Uh, it was extremely well received in Congress, except, of course, for the nine or so Congress uh, men and women from the squad who refused to attend. Uh, and if I had a message for them, I would say, you, uh, you know, you're not progressive. In fact, you are regressive. If you are progressive, you go into the chamber to hear a man speak about peace speak about democracy. You will not hear that kind of language coming from any Palestinian leader. Uh, uh, the, you know, the leaders you are willing 
to uh, engage with, but you want to boycott uh, Israel or the United States' strongest ally, the state of Israel, our president who is a partisan, he is the face of the people of Israel, he is the head of state of Israel, and you want to boycott him, you are not sending a message to Israel's government, you are slapping the face of the Israeli people. And uh, you could well do with a lesson in class and humility, as was given a masterclass in diplomacy by our president. Roland, it seems that what you've just summed up, uh, the president really used this platform to, you know, like underline the point and, you know, like get your priorities straight. This is what Israel stands for. This is where we are going political-wise. This is our situation. Please recognize us for who we are, what we are, and what we are doing in the greater picture. Roland, we've got so much to continue with, but uh, I'm just going to pinpoint uh, other things that have transpired or have been happening lately in the world of uh, Israeli politics. So did Biden invite or placate uh, Bibi Netanyahu? Biden's warning to Bibi about reforms. What is your take on that? Well, I think if we saw the, the president welcomed and, and lauded, we've, we've seen uh, some serious jabs at uh, Netanyahu and the path that he is going down. Mm. Uh, you, you know, there were reports earlier this week that Netanyahu had castigated the ambassador to the U.S., Michael Herzog, for not doing enough to secure him an invitation. But, uh, you, you know, uh, ultimately that decision rests with the American administration. And uh, in a phone call with Netanyahu this week, President Biden, and, you know, you can have whatever opinions you have of the man, mm. you can't detract from the fact that he holds the office of the President of the United States of America. He said to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, first of all, you need to put in a freeze on settlements, which the Prime Minister said they wouldn't uh, uh, increase settlements uh, at least until the end of this year. And he said, stop pushing through these reforms so quickly. And uh, Bibi Netanyahu assured him that he's working for broad-based consensus. However, when you cut to last night in a speech to the uh, the Israeli public, he doubled down hmm. on, on the need to push these reforms through. And, and this is why you are seeing uh, a growing mistrust in right. Israel. I know some of our listeners don't like to hear it, but it, it's a reality. There is a growing mistrust that the Prime Minister is saying one thing to the Wall Street Journal and to the, the, the President of the United States and to world leaders, and another thing to his constitu uh, to his um, coalition and, and to his uh, voting base. There are two conflicting messages, and this is why you are seeing the protest movement in Israel really growing. Now, Tom Friedman, uh, who writes for the New York Times, in a, uh, an op-ed that this time has not been denied by anybody in the Biden administration, said that uh, the, the president warned Prime Minister Netanyahu, if you push these reforms through without broad-based consensus so quickly, you will seriously harm our very special uh, relationship. We certainly heard yesterday from the uh, commander of the Israeli Air Forces saying politicians who are criticizing uh, reserve pilots and sharing these um, uh, 
uh, fake videos of what would happen if Air Force pilots don't serve or, 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 or don't give uh, support. You are creating problems that could take decades, years yeah. to fix. Well, indeed. Let, let's continue from that. Uh, you know, this uncertainty regarding uh, President, at least Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, the direction he's taking in and amongst all these activities. Let's look at the week of protests and refusals. Well, we've looked at uh, the, the Prime Minister's comments. Massive protests, military reservist refusals. Now we've got strikes by doctors and even the academic field, uh, uni presidents. Well, last night, protests broke out across the, the, the country just after the Prime Minister mm. made his speech doubling down. Right. As we speak, more than 10,000 uh, uh, Israelis from the anti-overhaul movement have marched from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. This started on Tuesday. Uh, Ynet Hebrew reporting about 20 minutes ago that they are about uh, over 10,000 uh, walking down towards the capital in protest. We've been speaking at length about the uh, military reservists, Air Force pilots, cyber, the medical corps, uh, and now field units saying they will not uh, show up for reserve duty. Doctors went on strike in what they call a warning strike for two hours earlier this week in protest. And yesterday, university presidents from universities across the country have said they will go on strikes, the universities will go on strikes. We know student unions have said they will uh, join strikes and protests. Uh, and yesterday there was a meeting between Prime Minister Netanyahu and the Histat route, the, the Labour Union. Uh, and there is a possibility, even though the Labour Union have said we're holding off strikes for the moment, we are looking for negotiations, um, there is a possibility that they, they probably warned the Prime Minister, if you do not uh, go to negotiations, if you do not put the pause button, especially on this reasonableness law, you could see massive strikes across this country. Roland, it was great chatting to you again, that familiar voice. Uh, look forward to chatting to you on the <laughs> afternoon overdrive next week's Monday. One can only imagine what can transpire between now and then regarding the news happening in the Holy Land. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what is transpiring there, political-wise and on the ground. What are your thoughts on that or anything we've brought you on the show so far? I'll give you the contact details after the news bulletin, which we are overdue on. Time to find out what's happening in the rest of the world. Yes, Lindy. That Israel report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.